Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Barefield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. Hey. Ain't nothing much, man. We got another action-packed loaded show ready to line up for you guys today. And, you know, first off, foremost, man, um, before we even get into this thing, man, we got, man, we got some heavy news that came out yesterday, BB, that kind of flipped the script on what we was going to talk about today. But, um, you know, I think we definitely got to sit here and talk about this um, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed um, case that uh, ended up being settled out of court. Um, you know, there's not really a, a, a dollar amount that uh, can be discussed, but it looks like um, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed were able to come to an agreement with the National Football League where they came out with a joint statement with all three parties stating that um, everyone will be they will be suddenly out of court for an undisclosed amount, which, you know, possibly means that it can be a lot of guap here, man. Um, a lot of Jordans that they, uh, Colin Kaepernick can buy again. So um, <laughs> what were your thoughts on that? Because, you know, there's a lot of people saying that, you know, um, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed sold out. Um, you know, there's also Scuttlebutt saying that, uh, you know, you know, uh, Eric, what is, what is Eric Reed? Got? Eric Reed is the biggest hypocrite because he's just sat there and went off on Malcolm Jenkins about the NFL selling, uh, settling for like $100 million to raise awareness to social injustices and things like that but maybe my thing is this and i don't know if a lot of people go to court or not but usually what they usually you try to go to court without going to trial so and what you probably what the nfl probably did was probably colin kaepernick said then opened up his statement with nathan peterman uh paxton lynch josh johnson uh mark sanchez and probably just said i rest my case and the NFL was like, you know what? Who do we make the check out to, Colin or Mr. Kaepernick? Like, I know I don't understand. It was pretty much an open and shut case. Um, you don't, you just can't sit there and say that there wasn't something going on, foo-foo-y, or beyond, beyond for Colin Kaepernick. And then what, what people end up failing to realize as well is that the NFL doesn't want to go to the jury because if it goes to a trial case, like it's going to be an open and shut case. Now this can kind of leave a the door halfway open to the backside saying that did they sell out? Did they not sell out? But at the end of the day, everyone it looks like everyone was guilty, you know? Hey, and um, the, the, the thing is, is this, is that when you look at the uh, thing played out, it only takes two. It only really takes two owners. See, the, the reason everybody is all up in uh, uh, uh all up in they in they feelings uh in the immortal words of the great negro poet yg get out your feelings right um <laughs> they up in their feelings because they don't know how collusion actually works and all you mm-hmm. got to do is go to the nfl uh nfl pa collective bargaining agreement and that's all you got to do is go to the collective bargaining agreement go to article in section one and it'll explain to you exactly what can't happen right. when it comes to you know uh, exactly what you can't do or would be considered collusion and so with that being said there's two it only takes two teams two only take two owners to yep. talk about not doing it not it only takes two owners to talk about not hiring colin kaepernick or eric reed for non-football reasons and that's all they need and so i'm pretty sure that you know that there's at least uh, i I'm, I'm for certain there's a at seven that i know that you know would be like nah I'm not gonna hire him because not because his football uh not because of, of, of what he did on the football field I'm not talking about Colin Kaepernick but you know for his stance I just had to tell somebody you know Colin threw for over 12,000 yards 72 touchdowns in six seasons with the um uh, 49ers yeah with the San Francisco 49ers and I think he, he ended his career career with the 59% completion percentage rate. So, Which isn't how bad in the NFL, which is not bad at all. That's not bad stats at all. If you look at some of these other players that were playing in the league, like I named earlier, like those aren't bad stats that you throw out there like that. Yeah, exactly. And not to mention, I think he played for three different offensive coordinators his last three years and then also three different head coaches. You know, 
you sit there and everyone wants to say, well, he was he was terrible his last two years in the NFL. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're sitting there playing in the three different offensive systems, name a quarterback that had name a quarterback that hasn't had to go through that. Other than the first person I can think of is like Jason Campbell, who played at Auburn, that went to the Washington football team and had like a different offensive coordinator like every year that he played um, his first few seasons. So, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, he was booty the last couple of years. You know, he was one in 11 his last 10 starts. Yeah, but that's not all on him. Like you got rid of Michael Crabtree. Frank Gore was no longer there. That defensive line with Patrick Willis, um, Navarro Bowman, they started getting older. Eric Reed was getting in and out of injuries. Like, there was a lot of things that took place where a lot of people don't never want to give Colin Kaepernick the due credit. And not to mention, his last season with the 49ers, he didn't play that bad with a whole bunch of scrubs on the field. Like, he played with a whole bunch of practice squad people. So, you know, everyone wants to sit there and say, well, Blaine Gabbert could have been better. No, let's cut it out, man. Like, there's no way you can sit there and tell me that the players that the quarterbacks that I have named are better than Colin Kaepernick, you know, and then they sit there and, you know, and then there's this other thing. Oh, well, you know, he had the opportunity to play for the Seahawks or he, he if his girlfriend didn't say something at the, at the Baltimore Ravens thing about Ray Lewis, then he wouldn't, you know, there's a lot of smoke screen going on and we don't know what really took place behind those doors. BB, I know for a fact you could sit there and say, hey, man, everything, you know, it's like going to a job interview. And after you before you get out, you know, your application looks really good. You know, we'll probably be getting back with you in the next couple of days. You know, we definitely uh, you're one of the stronger candidates. Anybody can sit there and say that about a job, man, at a job interview and sit there and say, hey, everything looks good on paper. We're going to sit there and check things out. And a few days later, they sit there and, you know, they they look at all the candidates and they're like, you know what, do we really want this baggage? Looking at this dude's resume, he may not be able to do perform at X, you know, at the X job. We know we don't. What's the back? What's the what da- what harm would we do on the back end than we do on the front end? People don't really realize that, and they want to sit here and just say, you know, well, you know, he was just he just sucks. Now, Colin Kaepernick didn't suck. If you give him a nice offensive scheme that he's good in using, as far as like the option read, the pistol formation, and things like that, he actually knows what he's doing. He's not a bad quarterback, and I can tell you right now, even at the age of I believe he's 31, 32, he probably could be starting somewhere in this job in this day and age. And it kind of leads me to my second question, Bibi. Do you think he should be starting? Do you think he should ever play football again? Because my answer is no. <laughs> I, I, I said, I, I've been saying no forever, bro. Just go ahead and ride it on out into the sunset. Just go ahead and ride it out into the sunset and continue doing what you're doing. Don't talk to the media. Just continue to do what you do. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think with him saying that he wanted 20 milli for the AAF, I think what I heard was, you get an average an average AAF player makes anywhere between I think right around two hundred and fifty thousand is their salary, um, a guaranteed salary. So that was just basically him throwing up the smoke screen, saying, "Well, you know, that was just him just saying that he's not interested in playing football." So you know, it's kind of one of those things. But thanks for the offer, but no thanks. But I'm gonna sit there and hit you with something over the head because I know you guys aren't gonna be able to match it. So I'm good to go. So you know, I, I salute Colin Kaepernick. I think that this is a win, and I think that. You know, anybody who sits there and says that, you know, the NFL won on this one, they might want to recheck things. You know, there's so many different cases that have been thrown out and, you know, have been thrown out or settled out of court where, you know, it does look like they're guilty, but they don't want to have the backlash. Like, could you imagine if the NFL had to go on trial and sit there and explain why they did like what what, what would their defense be like? You, people don't need to. People can't even realize what what's the defense going to be. He sucked. Uh, that, and that's all but, they got. That's all they can say. He sucked. I mean, yep. and, and that argument's not even valid. There's no validity beyond the point that you can say he sucked. Okay, well then, how, like I can tell you right now, what about Nathan Peterman? The man threw five interceptions in his first in the first half of his first ever NFL career game, and he signed an extension with the Oakland Raiders this offseason. What about Josh Johnson? He has more starts at wide receiver than he does at quarterback. I mean, come on now. Like, you can't sit there and say he sucked. Like, that's a ter- like. No, that's that's a that's like that's what we call an easy cop out in the military, man. You can't do that, bro. Exactly, you cannot. No, that's so, that's so true. So, anywho's, but you know, shout out to Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. Um, you know, I know Colin Kaepernick once upon a time was a huge sneakerhead. I don't know if he still is or not, but if he is, man, I, I know think he gave. Up, you know, he gave all his sneakers away. He did, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think he got enough to rebuild that collection if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Nike, I'm pretty sure he can get anything he wants from Nike. I know, man. I need to hit him up, see if we can get these uh, retro sixes. But anywho's, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho's, moving on, man. Another thing that kind of – so that was the breaking news that kind of surpassed what really took place maybe about two hours earlier this past Friday. 
And that was the fact that the New Orleans Pelicans GM, Dell Demps, ended up getting fired. So there's a lot of reasons why people think that he got fired. And according to like uh, Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN, the main reason why he got fired is because somehow he did not know that Anthony Davis and I guess it was Rich Paul left during the middle of the game on Thursday or Wednesday, the nationally televised game. Um, no, it was Thursday against the Oklahoma City Thunder after he hurt his shoulder and just left. Like he didn't even stay for the game. And apparently that's the reason why he got fired. And Gail Benson, who's the owner of the Saints, was livid, was very, very livid. So here's the thing, man. Um, you know, I there, there's the, do you know what a Patsy is? Uh no. So, okay, so a Patsy usually means that you had something to do, you ain't the only one that had something to do with it. And I feel like so um the guy who shot JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald, kept saying he's a Patsy. He's a Patsy before he ended up getting done in. But Patsy usually means that, you know, you ain't the only one that's behind this. You know, you just you just the fall dude. You know, you just the dude that sat there and took it. So I think at the end of the day, uh, Dell Dempse is a Patsy. Like, he sat there and was just at the wrong place, the wrong time, and the wrong uniform. And somebody had to take the fall. Somebody had to sit there and take the fall for, you know, this debacle of basically two NBA franchises that are just in a disarray, man. And I don't know how you, I, 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 and then they want to sit there and hire Danny Ferry, if all people, to take over. Like, what is going on, man? Man, listen, my, my thing, when it came, when it comes to the Dale Depp situation, it's like this. And, you know, I've been talking, going back and forth with some people on social media and saying that, you know, he should have been fired because he didn't accept the Lakers the Lakers um offer. Well one, the Lakers offer was trash. The best thing out of that whole thing was Kyle Kuzman. Here, here's my thing. When you look at these draft picks, unless like this let's just take this year alone. You think you can name the top five draft the five prospects coming out of college outside of the three that's I mean the two that's coming off Duke. Can you name me three more outside the two that's coming off Duke? So, you, well, technically, there's three. There's a guy named Cam Reddish that's really, really good from Duke, too. Is he coming out, though? Uh, as far as I know, all three of them will be coming out. Um, he's the one that they don't look at. Like, so, uh, R.J. Barrett and, obviously, Zion Williamson are the two that get the spotlight. But Cam Reddish is, like, super-duper smooth. Um, they just don't talk about him enough. There's a cat named out of, I believe it's Murray, uh, I think it's Murray State, John Morton. That's the, guy, um, that's the same guy that played with, uh, didn't he play with Zion Williamson? He was on the same AAU team as Zion, uh, Zion Williamson. Job mm-hmm. Morton, I believe, is his name. And then, I don't know. But he's Ooh. more known for his dunks than anything, right? Who, uh, John, John, Mor- uh, John Morton? Yeah, I mean, I know he can he, he can play, but he's definitely known for the fact that his, his dunks are amazing. My, my point is this. Is that these draft picks? Draft picks are, are overrated, bro. Oh, like very this, much so in the NBA. This isn't. Yeah, this is the old. This is the old NBA where draft picks actually meant something. Where even at picking at number eight, you could get somebody good. And so, you know, even if the reports was true that that they offered the Pelicans up to four, you know, four draft picks, you cannot draft. You can't use them in consecutive years. You got to use them every other year. And so, exactly. what could that have been to get Ingram? And Kuzma, Kuzma is the best thing out of their whole thing. And maybe they just, what well, they didn't want Kuzma. They already have a Kuzma in, um, uh, what's their uh, guard's name? Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah, so why would they take Kuzma? So, you know, he's going to sit back and maybe maybe there was something that's available that, that would another trade coming up. They didn't have to trade right now. They were rushing. Some people were like, well, he was he should have he should have done it. I said, well, Benson could have fired him. And hired somebody to take the trade. They had ten days to do it. So if they knew up front that they weren't going to do it, they could have fired him and said, "Well, we'll get somebody in here who will accept the trade." That's all you needed to do. But you did not do that, and then you ended up firing him. He didn't know that he left the building the other night. But nobody knew. Nobody if, knew. If I'm Anthony Dave, I mean, th- this falls right back up on uh, on uh, Pelicans ownership on Georgia. It, it squarely falls on Georgia Benson. Why, if you're still using your football medical staff for your basketball team, of course Anthony Davis is going to leave and say, these guys, are, I, I need to go. I'm pretty sure he went somewhere to get a real opinion and say, man, these guys don't really know, you know, how to handle a guy like me. Ain't nobody seven feet playing on the on the uh, New Orleans Saints. So let me go to the hospital where they got doctors who know exactly what they're doing. So that's not uh, a Dale Dimps issue. That's a, this is a Georgia Georgia Benson, New Orleans Pelicans 
issue. They don't want to be successful. And I feel bad for Alvin Gentry because he's a really good coach. I feel bad for very some good of those coach. players on that team. Some of those players on that team who are very talented and played hard. I mean, Oklahoma City is my team. So I watched that game the other night and the uh, uh, the, the Pelicans were playing. They are, they were playing. They weren't just out there looking like they were trying to take, but that's uh, a credit to to Alvin Gentry and what he's doing to keep this team going and very this is terrible on the ownership on the ownership it should be you know George, Georgia Benson is, is clearly following in that uh, Jim Dolan um, Jim Dolan's footsteps yeah not to mention BB and I'm and I'm not I don't mean to put you know the Benson family off the hook but I think if I'm not mistaken when they relocated to New like they they practically inherited the team you know, I think at one year that the league was owning the team of the New Orleans Hornets at the time. And like the Benson family just kind of they they kind of just gave, you know, the Benson family was able to just cop cop the team for the low low and they kind of inherited it. So I, I don't think that they're fully invested into owning this team. It was kind of one of these things like, hey, bro, y'all got the money. Y'all can get this for the low low. There's probably some revenue on the back end that y'all can get. Y'all, y'all want this? You know, it's, it's like basically going to the Nike outlet store and you find a pair of you know, retro 11s or retro 12s that you can find for the low low. You're like, well, you know, I got the money. I really don't need it, but these shoes is popping. So I'm going to go ahead and cop it. So I think that's what kind of happened with the Benson family kind of inheriting the team. They just got it for the low low because I know the league at the time was owning the the Hornets when they tried shipping Chris Paul over to the Lakers um, during that time. So I, I don't I don't really know what you can what they can do. Um, I think that if they were fully invested into this, they should have been able to um, um, trade, you know, maybe if they were fully invested into this, they could have, you know, hired their own basketball staff, hired like a basketball, uh, a, you know, hire a legitimate basketball like CFO who runs literally just the basketball operations and you wouldn't have anything to worry about. But I don't think they're really necessarily invested in that part. Now, on the same token, you know, I usually what I got to think, and I was talking to somebody the other day, what if the Pelicans were to trade if they would have added Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday and got those five players back, would that have made a little bit more sense for maybe the Lake or for the Pelicans to do that trade? Because to, I think to do to what? Give, I say that one more time. What would what if the what if the Anthony Davis trade included Drew Holiday? That would so be they would so the Lakers would have got Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis, and they would have got basically the starting five of the Lakers of last year back in New Orleans. Still not worth it. The Pelicans are still giving up too much in order to receive, in order to get that back. Those guys, like those guys, may potentially be good in the long run, but Kuzma is the only star. That's right. It. And then, Bob, and then, I mean, also you got to look at like Lonzo, like doesn't want to play for New Orleans, so. Why, why trade for a guy that you know that doesn't want to play there? You already got a guy on your team who doesn't want to be there. So you, what are you doing? You're just exchanging two attitudes. That's it. Right. And not to mention, you know, I've never been like Lonzo or LeVar Ball um, type of guy. But, you know, some of the stuff he's actually been saying recently, I'm like, um, um, I kind of I kind of I kind of uh, agree with him. Like, I wouldn't want to go to the Pelicans like they don't know what they're doing. Um, they they just don't know what they're doing at all, and why would you want to sit there and go? Like, I think Phoenix would have been a good fit for him, but I, I just don't know what they can do. Like, I'm pretty sure at this point, Anthony Davis has a legitimate cop out where he'd be like, I don't want to play for the rest of the season. Like, he legitimately has like a good. He can he can sit there and say as an injury, he has a legitimate injury, and he's gonna sit out and do what Ky- Ka- Kawhi Leonard did last year. Because I think if I'm not mistaken, looking at the national TV schedule, they only have one more national TV game. Uh, which I kind of wish the NBA would do like a, um, so you know, in Sunday Night Football in, in the NFL, you can flex games towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you could, you could. So I wish you could start flexing some of these games um, towards like the playoff push, where you know, wow, who wants to see the Pelicans, bro? Like people in New Orleans, you can buy, you can literally buy a ticket to a New Orleans Pelicans game for three dollars, BB, like for real, for real, like three dollars. Like, they can't even sell out their games. Like, who wants to go see this terrible team? Well, they're not really terrible, but a team that's not playing with any effort going going against, you know, a team like Orlando Magic. Like, it's just it's just bad. And then on the other hand, you got the Lakers team over here who's just uh, who's just all kinds of lost in the sauce where they don't even know what they want to do. Um, they seem like they don't have any direction. You know, you got Magic Johnson. 
um, which I'm about to lead into the segment. You got Magic Johnson going out to the team, telling them that it's a business, that everybody growing up around here. Like Magic Johnson, what what are you doing, man? Like what what's 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 your agenda? Because I, you can't sit here and talk to guys who have never been involved in trade talks. Not to mention, what is this Lonzo Ball's second year? If I'm not if not mistaken, it's the second year, right? Oh, huh. It's Lonzo's ball second year. So basically, last year when they drafted him with the number two overall pick at the press conference, if I'm not mistaken, Magic Johnson told Lonzo Ball that he he wants he if he's here, he wants his name hang he wants his jersey and a statue hanging outside of the Staples Center. And you go from telling a kid, a 19 year old kid, that literally 365 days later, this dude is on the trade block while he's injured. You got a guy with Brandon Ingram who's never, you know, who was another a former number two overall pick out of Duke as well, who's never been in these trade talks as well, as well as Kyle Kuzma. Like these dudes are all second year players, second and third year players. And you're going to sit here and talk about these dudes are young. These dudes are players. They knew what they were getting themselves into. No, they did not know what they're getting themselves into until a certain LeBron James came to the Lakers and flipped the whole script. If I'm not mistaken, with the beginning of the season, B.B., the agenda was that LeBron James, here's what the mon- moniker was, that LeBron James was going to groom these young players into being stars and that this was the team that was going to do things. You know, and then now everyone, now diehard Laker fans, especially the ones that you and I know, now they were sitting there saying that this this year wasn't the year that they were going to do anything and that they were banking on next season's free agency. Like, like, like you can't sit there and flip the script from going from this team is going to be getting groomed by LeBron James to, well, since he was out for 20 games, you know, these these players ain't do what they were supposed to do. We're gonna try to get Anthony Davis. We were banking on the free agency. Like that's the most hypocritical, lazy journalism one on one thing I've seen in a long time, man. Yeah, bro, for real, for real. So I I don't know what you can do because I'm gonna be honest with you, BB. I think, like you said, like, I think we talked about it last week. I think they'll get Kyrie Irving. Like I think that's almost a gimme. And if they're able to get Anthony Davis, then sure. But other than that, BB, like if they can't get Kyrie Irving, somehow he stays in Boston or he goes to New York where he's from and Anthony Davis and the Pelicans decide not to trade Anthony Davis. Because really, theoretically, the Pelicans don't have to trade Anthony Davis until halfway into next season around this time next year. They don't have to move him until the trade deadline. He's not a free agent until the end of next season. So really, they can sit there and afford to see what other suitors are out there if whatever these Duke, these three Duke kids do in the NBA. They can sit there and be moved. Like there, there's a lot of different options. The Pelicans do not have to trade Anthony Davis this summer at all. They can literally wait until the All-Star break again, like they did this year, and see what other what else is out there. But going back to what I'm saying, if they can't get anybody this year, BB, Magic Johnson gotta go. Like his job is literally on the line this summer. Like if he can't get a big time free one big time free agent, it's he's done. Like he's dead as disco, bro. Yeah, I, I look at it too as uh, Magic Johnson, I, I I don't believe in him. And he has to he has to bring somebody in there that's going to. I, I put it like this: Magic is going to have to bring in some people that's going to at least get the Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. Or it's just going to be uh, it's it's not going to be a success. It's going to be a failure. That's oh it. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So you got yeah. So I mean, I, I, and you have to just think about Magic Johnson is a great businessman for business entrepreneurship. He's a, he's a part owner. He owns a stakeholder in, in in the L.A. Dodgers. But for the most part, as far as being a basketball guru or a basketball scout or anything like that, he's done a terrible job. He went 5-11, I think, as an NBA head coach and said, bump and I'm done. He sat there and threw, like, Lottie, Lottie Divock's pager and during the team meeting because Lottie Divock's pager went off. I mean, if I was Lottie Divock, I'd have sat there and sent him an invoice for my, a, a brand new, uh, what was it, Motorola pages back in the day, man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you, I don't know if it was a two-way pager, but you know the old school. Beep, 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 beep. You know, you got to sit there and hit that. Uh, well, you know, what was the what was the codes, man? You said that you used to have codes where it'd be like, what was it, like one four three or something like that, and like I love you or some, some yeah. other. Just don't type in three zero four. I don't even know what that means. Uh, just look when you get a chance. I'll, I'll tell you off air. Okay. I guess that's on the Urban Dictionary. Look, 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 look. When you want to, when you want to say something bad to someone, an individual, and call them a garden tool, you type three o four. Turn three o four upside down. Oh, got it, got it, yeah. understood, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you. <laughs> so you got that. So yeah, so he out here throwing pages back as the head coach and said he literally quit on the team in the middle of the season. So I think Magic Johnson's basket, like he's. So here's the thing. 
it's, it's kind of shown that usually like great basketball minds, unless you name me Larry Bird, like they kind of don't pan out um, <laughs> during during the during as as a basketball GM or head of operations. They just don't pan out. Michael Jordan would be a pretty good example, even though he's kind of getting it together. Um, but yeah, moving on, man. I, I just don't. I just don't know what's going to happen in this off season with these guys, man. It's just going to be super duper, just weird. It's just, it's just a super duper awkward situation. And you know, I, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm either the Lakers team or the Pelicans team, like I'm looking at both LeBron James and Anthony Davis, like, why should I play hard for you? I was out here literally trying to shit me off. If I'm, if I'm one of the core players from the Lakers. And then if I'm like Jaleel Okafor, Julius Randle, and then I'm looking at Anthony Davis like, we don't even want you here, bro. If you want to leave, leave. Like, we're better, we're better off by ourselves. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's like, it's like, yeah, Anthony Davis has already said, no, you can't tell me that because I'm already gone. Right. <laughs> it's like saying, it's just like saying, <laughs> you tell a job, the job tells you, no, I fired you. Like, you couldn't fire me because I already quit. No, we fired you. No, I quit. Exactly. That's how I feel like. <laughs> exactly. I re- or they should just say you fired. He'd be like, "Nah, I resigned." Like <laughs> you can't have it both ways, man. So I mean, I don't know what you can really necessarily do at this point, man. It is what it is. But I mean, we'll see what happens. But moving on, man. You know, so we we just hit literally what the NBA All Star break. So we got a couple of about twenty some odd games left uh, through the Mad Dash until uh, until until uh, the playoffs, man. So I thought we'd go on ahead and hit some mid-season awards, man. So there's a lot of young, there's a lot of good basketball being played, man. But BB, I know you follow the, um, I was going to say the Houston Texans, Lord. You do follow the Houston Texans, but you also follow the Houston Rockets, man. But if you had your MVP yes. vote right now, who would it be? Uh, James Harden has to get the MVP. Ooh, does he? Yeah, he he, he does, man. And, and I look at it like this. You know, a friend and I was talking the other day, and he made a very good point. And I, I, I concur with him. So you take if you take uh, Westbrook, I mean if you take uh, Paul George for the Thunder, Westbrook could still lead them to some victories. If you take Giannis off of Milwaukee, they'll still win. They may not be first in the East, but they'll still win. If you take James Harden off of the Rockets, they don't win nothing, bro. Like they win nothing, and he carried them. He brought them from being second to last to first in the Southwest when they didn't have Chris Paul. Eric Gordon and Clint Capella, they were all out at one point, and James Harden was literally carrying that team by himself. You know, actually, that's you brought up a good point because I completely forgot like how terrible they came off the box this season. I think they was like yeah. one in five to start the season or something like that. So that's actually a good point. Like I completely forgot like how terrible they were until they brought um whatever uh, that defensive coordinator is what they call him, the defensive coach. Um, mm-hmm. so I, that's you brought up a valid point, like because. I mean, I, my only caveat, I guess, is I don't know how good the Bucks would be without Giannis. Like, there'd be—I mean, they're in the East, so it's kind of hard to gauge what happens in the East. But I don't—I think that's a little bit of a reach to say that they would be winning games with Giannis. They, they got a, a good team, man. That uh, what's his name? Uh, Brogdon. Brogdon's sweet. So he's solid. Like he can—he yeah. gets buckets. Brogdon gets got buckets. A veteran, got a veteran point guard in uh, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, yeah, and then they also I mean, got. So, yeah. Go ahead. Well, and then they also got an All Star in Chris Middleton um, this year. He made it. For, he made his first ever All Star team. I wasn't gonna say Giannis was gonna be my MVP. I was if I was gonna have a vote, I was actually gonna give it to Paul George because I think he enhances Russell Wilson, and I think people don't give Russell Westbrook. Um, Lord, I say that all the time. I think <laughs> I think Russell Westbrook. I think is just being very very kind. like him and him and Paul George. Not on the not. The, Besides the fact that they're really, really good friends off the court, I think the chemistry between them two has just made Russell Westbrook. He doesn't have to do so much. Like he's shooting like worse than Draymond Green from the three point line. I think he's only like averaging. He's right around like twenty nine percent from the threes. Like one of the worst three point shooters in the league. So you have him. That's not really. He doesn't have to do too much because he has a guy like Paul George, who's literally taking the bulk of the scoring and being able to be that guy to get you that last bucket. Like, it doesn't have to be a Russell Westbrook that scores the last shot. Like, you can use him as a decoy. You can use him setting it up, or it can go vice versa. So, if I had an MVP vote, man, I think I would give it a PG-13. Uh, I mean, I, while I do like that by being a Thunder fan, and <laughs> I do think that he is balling out, I just cannot take the way, I can't take away the fact that James Harden is carrying, uh, he has carried that team. Oh, oh no, there's nothing. Yeah, 
Yeah. There's, there's nothing taken away from James Harden. Like, I think if any other year, if there wasn't a Paul George balling the way that Paul George is balling, then for sure I would give it to uh, Ch- James Harden again. Um, but I just don't know. I'm like, if you look at Paul George's numbers this year, like, his numbers are just, I think he's having career highs um, all across the board. And he's just, I mean, it's just, I just like how without Melo, they're just super duper complimentary. They're just complimentary players and it just works for them. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with uh, with with Harden getting the MVP. I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, his numbers are inflated. But if you look at, I mean, if we gonna call a spade a spade, like everybody's numbers are kind of inflated this year. You know, I think trip the triple double um, moniker is somewhat overhyped these days. Um, you know, because there's more shots, there's more possessions, um, there's more shooting going on, and it kind of you know it kind of works out. But I mean, you know, I'm looking at Paul George's numbers right now. He's second in the league in scoring, um, averaging right around. So um, that you can do um, with Paul George. So I think, like, if I had my vote, man, it would definitely be him. Yeah, yeah, I say, but I just got to give it to Harden, man. Well, I know you got to give it to Harden. So I understand that, but uh, I mean, Paul. Yeah, Paul George would be mine. Let me ask you this: Let me ask you this. Since I'm a homer, could you see anybody from the Warriors getting it? <laughs> uh, never. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, if you look at Steph Curry's numbers, he out here balling out of control too. Third in the third in league in scoring. You take Curry out that team, can they still win? Uh, probably. You see what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm not just saying like I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about championships. I'm talking about just can they win in general? Well, if you take Curry off that team, they could win. But they would be struggling. So if you look at the plus-minus differential of Curry on the court and off the court, it's it's actually pretty staggering. Like everyone talks about Draymond Green making the making the he's the push start button of the ignition. But if you look at Curry, he actually opens out a lot more shots for Clay, uh, KD. Um, it's gonna be it's kind of hard to gauge how Boogie would be because they haven't played a game with with Curry not on the floor and Boogie on the floor. Like they haven't played something like that. So. I know that the plus minus differential, if you're an analytics guy, it kind of helps out. But no, I'm not saying that he deserves an MVP, but, you know, there's a strong argument that you can say that Curry, Curry could be a league getter because I think he's like top three in scoring. Um, you know, he's averaging, I think, like 28, five and five or something like that. So he's not playing bad. Uh, but, you know, I just had to throw that out there because, you know. I'm a homer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so going on, I think if you had to pick your rookie of the year, other uh, than Luka Doncic, who can you sit there and say? Uh, I, nobody else. It, nobody else Luka. at all. I, no, I can't. I can't think of anybody else who's balling like Luka. So you and I both seen him this year play, I think, right? Because you saw him play, and I think I've seen him play. I know I've seen him. You've seen him play already, right? Yeah, he played like a grown man. But like he, he bro, like if is it is it because he's a European player? Is he not getting enough love? Like this dude is literally out here throwing up like LeBron James numbers as a rookie. Like, it, 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 like how good is he? Because when I saw him, he was out here saucing up KD. Um, anybody that they tried putting him on, he was literally saucing them up. And like he he's he's not six nine. Like the dude's probably like six ten, six eleven. Like he's a tall dude, and he he's his jump shot is just pure. Like he's he's a polished player already. Like he's ready to play in the NBA. And the fact that he said that it's scoring is so much easier in the NBA, I mean, yeah, it's going to be easier because the game is a little bit more free range and it's a free flowing up and down type of game than it is in Europe. So, I mean, how good is this dude? Like, is he? He's got all the potential to be very, very good. Am I not, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he, he does, and I think <laughs> that Dirk is taking him under his wing to be able to uh, and teach him some things and uh, tell him some things, especially about playing in the NBA as young as he is. Um, also, next year, when they get Porzingis, uh, that's going to open up the floor even more for him. It's going to be wide open for him. This guy plays, he plays like a veteran already. He's only 19. He's 19 years old. I thought he was the youngest player until I found out. What's his Jaron Jackson Jr. or Josh yeah, Jackson? Yeah, Jaron Jackson out of Memphis. Yeah, Junior. I didn't know he was the youngest in the NBA, but I thought it was uh, Luka at first. So, anyway... But Luca's a grown man, bro, and you could tell that he has been around a very long time. You could tell that he has, you know, practiced and 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 been through trial by fire. 
it'll be some times mm-hmm. he's gonna go through some hardship uh being here uh next year where people kind of figure him out just a tad bit so he may go through a sophomore slump for maybe a couple of games but other than mm-hmm. that no once he figures it out he if he if he stays the way he is he'll be the, he's the next uh Dirk Nowitzki Man, I think he probably might be even better than Dirk Nowitzki because Dirk Nowitzki was just a pure score. Like, this dude can do a lot more than just score. Like, you can literally have him as your starting point guard, and this dude can actually set up your offense. He can, you can run. He does, the offense doesn't have, have to run through him. So, you like, like you said, when they get KP next next year with Christoph Porzingis, like, it's going to be very, very interesting to see because you got two practically, you know, 6'9 up, six, nine and up dudes, unique players that can basically stretch the floor out beyond the gym um, with with the range of shooting that both of those players have. But I think if you I even put, you know, uh, Lord, I'm losing this man's name right now, uh, Luca at the one, like, and run the set, of, set the offense up through him and they can actually add a couple of other pieces around them. Like, this Mavericks team might be, like, legitimately good. I know they shed a little cap space by letting go of Harrison Barnes. Thank you. You already know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, shedding some cap space with Harrison Barnes moving around, like, I think they could be somewhat of a key player this offseason of trying to acquire, you know, not necessarily your top gun free agents, but I mean, they can they can get they can get a couple of players like I think, you know, maybe a Jimmy Butler would be a good complimentary place over there for him or even a Tobias Harris. He's a free agent this year. So you're not necessarily like your one eight, your your one, your top tier, your top three to five free agents that are coming out there, but your seven to tens that are out there, some good role players. I think Tobias Harris will be a good fit there, man. Yeah, he may be. Uh, that that would be uh, uh, a good look for Tobias Harris. So uh, maybe that'll finally get him a team that he can settle down on. Yeah, I mean, I know he probably ain't got his bags unpacked yet, but I would, I, Lord knows I wouldn't because this dude's been on the move. What is it, three teams and four teams in three years or something like that? So my man stayed burning some Franklin Flyer miles, man. Huh? I said, my man, stay burning some frequent flyer miles, man. Oh, man, most definitely. All the time. All <laughs> so, the time. Uh, so we got some MVP rookie of the year, and then we got a defensive player of the year. Um, who would you give it to? Because I'm thinking a Rudy Gobert, but, yeah, I think Rudy Gobert would be good. I'm giving mine to Paul George. Oh, yeah. Paul George plays great defense. He is the league leader in steals, all the while being the second leading scorer. So he's doing getting it done on both ends of the court. So I, I got to give mine to uh to Paul George. You know what? I renege and I'm gonna say Paul George as well because he's by far the best two player. I'm I completely whipped on it because I'm thinking of everything he's doing on the with with the ball, but I forgot like how good it like he was a great two way player before. Um, you know, he even went to OKC like he was when he played for Indiana. Like he was literally like the primary ball defender for. Um, for the for the Pacers when he was over there when they had a nice little squad so yeah I could I could see Paul George getting it um, I want to see yeah I could you know Paul George can get it Rudy Gobert he deserves it um, another two you know another defensive stopper would be maybe Clay Thompson but I don't think he's a defensive player award type of caliber so yeah I could see either Rudy Gobert or Clay uh, Paul George getting it easily hands down man. So that's what I said. I got. I got. I'm just taking Paul George based off of what I've been watching and seeing, and then watching, you know, him go, you know, play great defense while going point for point with James Harden. And yeah, yeah. during the end of that game, he was fighting through screens because he wanted to, you know, to be on Harden. And that's why, you know, I asked him a question. He's like, uh, when I asked him about, you know, nobody has uh, matched James uh, Harden point for point in a very long time or outscored him. And he was like, yeah, it's just competition, man. He's like, you know, if me and James was back on the court at home, you know, we'll, we'll be the one, we would hold each other. So, you right. know, I, I live for those types of things. He's like, I live for going at, you know, I live for going at the best player every night while they're going at me as well. Right, 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 right. Man, I forgot another player that we, uh, that could also go for it too. What about uh, Kawhi? Mm, the Kawhi, Kawhi's too on and off this year, though, for me. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, I feel like we've been talking court, about him. He's off the court. Yeah. yeah. I feel like one minute we talking about how good this dude is, and the next thing you know, this dude ain't showing up to formation. Like, where are you, guy? Um, yeah, and I don't know exactly. if it's because of where he's located in Toronto, where, you know, they might be the most slept-on team in the NBA. But, like, it's just – I mean, I like – and that's nothing taken away from it. It's just like, where are you, dude? Like, 
you know, you can't sit there and be one week we're talking about you being the MVP caliber type of dude, and the next the next week, like, where are you, bro? Like, would you he even in play? LA? He in LA already. That's where his mind is. He already in LA. Right, like, he like yeah. twenty five more games to go. Well, yeah. no, maybe like thirty seven. They may make it through the playoffs. Yeah. So, is he saying one, two, three, LA at the end of yeah, the huddle? Exactly. <laughs> hey, look, and, and it's Clippers, not Lakers. So he's saying at one, at one, two, three, LA Clippers, huh? Yep. So when it's time to break out the hell, he's out here. One, two, three, Clippers. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Kyle Lowry is like one, two, three, Demar Derozan. Hey, side note, did you see that trade that they were trying to do? Put Kyrie, uh, Kawhi, or what's my man name? Kyle Lowry from Mike Mike Conley Jr. Uh, with the uh, with the Grizzlies and the Raptors. I did not see that hypocrisy. No, that would have been dumb. Not only would it have been dumb, everyone knows that Kyle Lowry like first started off in Memphis. So why would you want to bring him back if he if he started his career off in Memphis and you could have you could have kept him this whole time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have no clue. So yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a head scratcher. But hey, side note, do you think with Marcus Hall going over there, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna make any noise out there? Yeah, I think they'll be good. I think they'll be good by uh, getting rid of. Uh, I mean, uh, by him going over to Toronto, helping out those. Uh, uh, some of those young young players, and he get like Sayakum, but he gives them a, a veteran download presence that can play, you know, good defense and also can uh, can score the ball. Exactly, and not to mention, like he's also a goon. Like the dude went to high school in Memphis, so I'm pretty sure he knows every Yo Gotti song out there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> young uh, black, young black son, whatever his name, black son. I don't know the dude's name. He's I don't know either. Too- I think I think I know who you're talking about, but hey, man, it's too many of these young, little young or something. It's too many of them for me to keep up with, man. It's like trying to keep up with all the ASAPs. I mean, the ASAP crew is actually not bad, man. I, I like, well, I like Ferg and Rocky at least. How many is it though? That's what I'm saying. I think it's four. It's four. They started off as a group, so ASAP actually starts, stands for Always Strive and Prosper, and so it's Ferg, Rocky, and there's like two other dudes. Um, that are out there, but like Ferg and Rocky are the only ones that I know that are like legitimate household names. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing up with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing up with. So, so yeah, man. Um, I guess we're gonna end up uh, doing a little something, something called the Big Dummy of the Day Award. So, BB, you got the flow. Who is your Big Dummy of the Week for the Sports Business Podcast, man? Big Dummy of the Week goes to Stephen Martin, Colorado. Uh... Um, uh, Colorado owner of uh, athletic store, right? He's oh, yeah. Athletic, okay. athletic shoes and apparel who's going out of business because he decided that when Colin Kaepernick's ad came out, the Nike ad, the Just Do It ad for 30 years, he decided that he would no longer purchase, um, he would no longer be a, a vendor for Nike. So he decided to take all Nike products out of the store. And now, after 21 years of business, He's going out of business. He can no longer. He's like he didn't know that Nike had um, that, that 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 Nike had cornered the market when it came to jersey sales as well. I was like, bro, you didn't know that the NFL signed a deal with Nike to for exclusivity for their uh, apparel. That, that's been out there for a very long time, bro. Nike and the NFL, um, or Nike and the NBA and the NFL got contracts as their official apparel. Um, I think the NFL just signed the Nike. This is the second year of a ten-year, like one billion-dollar deal for the NBA. And I don't—I forgot how long the NFL's deal is because the NFL's had Nike for a little while. So, yeah, like the, the what a what a big dummy. Like I forgot all about the NFL part being tied into um, to to Nike as well. Like what people fail to realize, I believe if I'm mistaken, Nike is the third most recognizable symbol in the world behind McDonald's and Coca-Cola. So exactly. <laughs> I mean, so you, you said, and he says that he says he uh, he did it. You know, he doesn't have any regrets. He did it his way. I'm saying to myself, bro, you got regrets. Like you got regrets. You got a a store full of sketches and LA gear and New Balances. You ain't even got the new Kawhi Leonard New Balances yet. You ain't got exactly. the DeAndre Aiden Pumas. Ain't nobody. Look, everybody who wears those Make America Great Again hats ain't coming into your store purchasing nothing. Like like that, not nothing that you got. Like you got to get some. Like I know what could have saved this though. He should have bought some Steph Curry's in there. Some Steph yeah, Curry. Some Under Armour in there. You know, folks love. Folks love them Under Armour. The Chef Curry the, joint. The Chef Curry's. 
Yeah, the, the Mall Walker 41. <laughs> like, he could have brought those in there. Like, all the Make America Great Again people love those. But yeah, man. You know, he said it's like trying to sell, just trying to, uh, it's like uh, running a milk, having a milk, a grocery store without any milk, something to that effect. I can't remember the direct quote. But anyway, as I digress, yeah, bro, you should have known what you were getting yourself in and you should have removed your political views and your political stance and your personal feelings away from your business. I don't know if this man has a family or not, but can you imagine what he has to walk in and tell his wife that they have to close the doors because he decided to take a personal stance because he didn't like Colin Kaepernick? Oh, I already know what the wife's going to sit there and tell him. You are a big dummy. Like, what was you thinking? You know, you want to take a political stand and look at you now. Like, you ain't got no direct deposit coming in on the first or the 15th. So, I mean, it's curtains for you, bro. So, I mean, I hope... Yeah, I hope whatever, you know, whatever 401k or whatever pension that you're going to have to break the glass in case of emergency you've got to tap into, but um, you got to have to take, eat this mean L right here, bruh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, with that being said, ooh, should I reach for it, BB, as far as my big dummy today? Uh, go ahead. All right, so you, I think you already know where I'm going with this, because you and I talked about this last week. Okay. So, my big dummy today is going to go to... Anybody who's out here burning your Gucci products. <laughs> so I got to thinking about a lot of things, man. So, you know, obviously Gucci brought out this black face, big lipped type of moniker sweater, and people were super duper outraged that it took place. So anybody who I saw then seen a video where some dude bought like over two or three thousand dollars worth of Gucci stuff and then like burned it. Um I seen 50 Cent out here burning the Gucci shirt. What have we learned about the Nike boycott when Colin Kaepernick came out and people were burning the stuff? Bro, Gucci don't care. Like, you already bought the stuff. You, you, like, they got your money. Like, stop burning things. If you want, here's what I think. If you want to go get mad, go light up the stove and burn that thing down to the ground. Like, stop buying things and then turning around and burning it. Like, you just, you just look super duper weak, immature, weak, immature, ignorant. By buying, spending your hard-earned money on stuff that costs three hundreds and hundreds of dollars to be like, I, I'm gonna turn it around, I'm gonna light it on fire, I'm gonna do yada 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 with it. Like they got your money, bro. They got all your hard-earned money. So why would you sit there and do that? Like if you're gonna do that, spend two thousand dollars on a homeless veteran shelter. Like go go help somebody else out. Like you, I mean, like I know Gucci is sitting there just laughing at these people buying stuff. Like okay, you bought these good forty forty thousand dollars and stuff, and you're gonna burn it. Like. They don't care, bro. They got your money. So I, I highly digress. If you're going to sit there and do all that, and then people are saying, well, you know, we got to sit here and boycott Gucci. Okay, well, this is just another fact. Weren't you guys saying this around this time last year about the H&M ad that had to get pulled with the little kid and the monkey outfit? Then you guys sat there moved on to Nike about Colin Kaepernick joining Nike with the uh, I'm with Cap, uh, the Just Do It campaign. Y'all was out here burning stuff. But yeah, here's the thing, BB. It's a trend. It's a trend to sit there and say, oh, we're not going to boycott. We're going to boycott store X for three to five months because another store is going to sit here and do something crazy, um, um, you know, three to five months from now. And then we're going to move on. But where you guys. So once when the new store comes on and goes back, people go run back. Like, hey, man, I think the coast is clear to go back to buy and buy some Nikes, bro. Or I can sit here and go back and buy my Gucci, Gucci glasses, whatever. You gotta get. Like, it's a fad. You guys sit here and say that you guys are going to be buying you're not going to be you're going to be boycotting stop boycotting just don't buy it ever again and it sits there and sets you up in the whole social economic injustice where everyone there's so many things that are tied into it if you guys want to call a spade a spade you know if you guys are boycotting gucci then why aren't you guys looking at nike who you know practically own sweatshops over in asia where they're only paying their employees pennies to the dollar and flipping around in the retro sixes come out today and they're $200. You know, you guys are saying boycott H&M, but I'm pretty sure they're running some shady stuff. Like, there's, there's just a whole economic injustice that are going on with all these companies that people don't look into. They just look at the big-time headline that Gucci sat there and brought out a, a sweater that portrayed a black person with the black face, and now people want to boycott that. You know, people aren't saying anything about Katy Perry and her um, slippers that look like blackface, you know. Um, people, you know, so it's just a, anybody who bought something, man, just just keep it or don't even go to the store at all, okay? And I'm not talking about the, the, the Gucci shirts that you can buy at uh, Sally's Beauty Supply uh, that say Gucci. And I'm talking like actually having to go into Gucci okay. and there's a security guard looking at you, asking you what you're doing up in here. So that's my big dummy of the day at war, man. Well, I, I look at it like this too, even before we go. Like, you can boycott, like, if you're going to boycott, boycott, that's cool. 
Just I don't I don't need to know about it. Just do it on your own. Like exactly. I don't like if you're gonna boycott something based off of the fact that you just want to boycott it, then everybody doesn't have to know. And when you come out and you start burning stuff and you know ripping stuff stuff up and things like that, I, I feel the same way when these fans come out and they don't want to be uh you know they they somebody leaves their team and now all of a sudden they're upset and they're not going to support them anymore like why do I, I don't need to see you burn your jersey just stop being a fan of them i don't if people in the social media age in which we live in everybody lives for clicks yeah and yeah likes. clicks and likes double yep. tap and likes exactly double bro. tap for the heart and like to make yourself feel good so I mean, personally, like, I got a whole bunch of former player jerseys sitting up in my collection. I'll still be rocking them like it's nothing. I'm, hey, <laughs> it's a limited edition, probably. By the time everybody's done burning, I hope I got a one of one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. Hey, with that being said, man, tell them where you can find you at, bro. Hey, you can find me at BigStarSports.com. That's where all my social media is. You can uh, also click the link uh, and listen to me live on Sports Talk with Big Sarge. Uh, on the legendary KYK and the all-new 92.3 FM every day, 3 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also find me on my uh, on, on my other podcast that I do called Random S-H-Y-T. Random S-H-Y-T. Yeah, and if you actually haven't actually gotten to listen to it to the folks out there, like, it's kind of, it's pretty hilarious some of the stuff that you be having on there. They're pretty quick little short... Hold on, bro. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was gonna say, have you heard the one that I did about National Side Peace Day? No, that's that was yesterday, wasn't it? Yes, and yeah, I, I did one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't partake in National Side Peace Day yesterday. I actually did a cousin time today, so I'm actually out here in the Bay Area with with my with my my dope family. So I'm gonna sit there and keep huh. doing that one. Huh? Yeah. Talk yeah. about Bay. I'm gonna be in the Bay next weekend. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the wrong one. You got to do yeah, something like that. You know, you in the wrong, you in the wrong region with that one. Anywho, do my dance face. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You know, just just make sure you have. Yeah, just yeah, you good on that. Just drink some hydrogen juice or something. Side note, man. What's up? What's up with the photographer stuff, man? Man, we ain't, I ain't heard nothing back. I haven't even gotten my credentials back yet. They haven't sent. Like I know I'm on the list. I just haven't gotten <laughs> all my information. So I'm like, yo, bro, y'all need to stop tripping. Like y'all already told me that I got approved. Y'all just need to send the stuff out. I'm like, yo, can I get them credentials though? Right, exactly. Because I'm trying to sit here and make plans, man. So, um, yeah, I'm already over here on standby, I'm trying to figure out do I need to pack my bag to go back to the house, or do I just sit here and and buy some socks and drawers or whatever. Anywho, my name is Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. You can find me at Money Compton on Instagram, uh, Eric T. Compton on Twitter. You can also email the show at uh, Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S at Gmail. And this podcast is available on all podcasts as well. And then shout out to Power 281, the Tune In radio app. Um, the show is available all over on there as well. Other than that, man, I don't have any alibi fires. Do you? Uh, nope, I'm out. All right, man. Well, I'm about to get these retro sixes. Uh, I'm out. Ah.